With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sports for Dummies, the podcast for you. Whether you know anything about sports or absolutely nothing, we are here to update you, to inform you, and to fill you in on everything in the world of sports. I'm Lewis Piers. I'm one of the hosts on the show alongside my host, Hope Ellen, who is here today. Hope, how are you doing? Bonjour, no. I am very good. That was Borat. What the hell? That was, yeah, a woeful. I started, <laughs> I started French and then I don't know what happened. Uh, très bien. Lewis, how are you? Ah, I'm very well, thank you. I'm all good, especially after England's massive result last night. But on that note, Hope, we're going to quickly do a rewind into last week. England have two games. This is the final This is the final stretch of warming up to the World Cup qualifiers. So that's going to be Qatar 2022. And we are taking on Albania on Friday night. I'm going to go to that and we're going to get to that in just a minute. So I'm going to the game. And England then face San Marino on Tuesday, who are the lowest ranked footballing side in the entire world. So that should be quite comfortable to qualify. Don't jinx it. As you've heard there, I said quite comfortably that England would win and you doubted me. And um, look what happened. <laughs> Lewis was messaging me on WhatsApp last night saying, oh, my goodness, it is 10 nil, actually 11 nil back to 10 nil. It nearly was 12 home as well. We actually scored again to make it would have been 11 nil and then it went back to 10 and then it would have been 11 nil and then it went back to 10. I mean, in reality, I swear, genuinely, I'm not taking the mick. I watched about, I watched the second half fully in about five minutes of the first half. I walked into my kitchen. Every time I walked in, there was a goal. It was a goal and a goal and a goal. And you're like, what is, what is going on? You know, half time it was six nil. Oh man. Yeah. But I mean, like you say, it was obvious it was going to happen. So I can imagine it was quite a boring game to watch in some aspects. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great to see England win so comfortably in, in an emphatic victory. But you do feel sorry for San Marino. It really, wasn't, it really wasn't much of a contest. It was like every chance, every time England went forward, it looked as if we were going to score. And you're kind of just sitting there being like, crikey, when the, when's the next one going in? Or like, you know, you, it's kind of every attack. It was like, oh, like we're going to score again and again and again. Um, but yeah, great result for England. But I do feel sorry for San Marino. 
I saw some highlights this morning on BBC Breakfast. I know that Emil Smith-Rowe scored. Yes. Whoop, whoop. Um, I know that Harry Kane scored four goals, didn't he, out of the ten? He did, he did. And I also saw snippets of Harry getting his goals. And San Marino's defence were just ten minutes too late. Yeah. Like, where are you? Yeah. Get up here. <laughs> they were, like, the other side of the pitch. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I know. I mean... In, you know, as we said, lowest ranked side, footballing side in the world. They weren't going to be much of a challenge, but credit to them. I mean, they still turned up and even at 10-0, you know, they, they were making substitutions. The players were still going for Aww. it. So, I mean, fair play to them, but it must it must be really difficult because, you know, after every game in the dressing room, you just can't imagine what the, what the atmosphere is like. You know, well done, lads. Another massive loss, but we move on. We keep going, you know. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have some determination to stick with the team. Exactly. And hope in the end, I think they played. So, you know, you play 10 games for the World Cup qualifiers. They played 10, lost all 10. Um, oh. And I think they must have last night. They must have. They're on a goal difference of minus 45. So it, like <laughs> really quite bad. Really quite bad. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, I think I know it's not the same country or anything, but Klopp, as we know, is great. He should go and sort them out. Yeah. He's my answer to everything. Tennis coaching, swimming, he can do it all. Get Klopp to go. Doesn't matter the sport. You name it, Hope Hope is calling for Klopp. I love Klopp-y. I, I know. Well, Hope, talking of another massive English win, we are going to speak about the F1 and Lewis Hamilton. I saw some news about this. Didn't he, um, weren't he doing really badly? And then he won. Yes. So I actually hope... In a nutshell. Yeah, basically, you basically said the story, but we don't even need to record now. You've, you've, basically, you've basically given it to us. That is it. Yes. So, Hope, it was an absolutely crazy win. And this can highlight and show why Lewis Hamilton can be argued as the GOAT. Woo! <laughs> there you go. So... He actually, it was quite a controversial, um, quite a controversial weekend for F1, actually. Very exciting. And it kind of highlights the excitement around F1, because I know we've spoken before and we've said that a lot of people believe F1 now isn't as exciting because it's all tactical and technical and it's not about big cars driving fast. It's now, you know, it's all about like, it's all about tactics and changing your tires and boring stuff like that. Actually, this weekend really shows that F1 still has that side of it, which is about fast power pace and just really fast good driving. Fast power pace. Fast power pace. Exactly. <laughs> God, you could be a good voiceover. You could. <laughs> Thank you very much. Like God. an energy drink. <laughs> Monster now. Oh, we don't get copyright, so I won't do anything more. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so basically, Hope, he actually started... It's all how F1 works is you basically have warm ups until the main race. So Lewis Hamilton started the warm ups in 20th place and obviously in the end won the race. So what happened was he, over the weekend, he got penalized twice. Once he got penalized for replacing an engine and the second time, second time was something called a DRS infringement, um, which basically is about you going quick and being streamlined and Effectively, it's about speed and power. So basically, was breaking the rules in two elements. Um, Mercedes didn't realise he was breaking the rules, and obviously, then he broke them. Did he know he was breaking the rules? No, neither of them did. He didn't. They didn't realise until they got penalised for it. So, um, so yes, was it RDS? D R S. And what does that stand for? Drag reduction system. D R S. Drag reduction system. The world champion, so Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion, basically came back from 20th on the grid for this sprint to fifth place. He then got pushed back to 10th for the second infringement. So he went from 20th to fifth to 10th to first. So again, quite a busy weekend for Mr. Lewis. But ah, So if you get penalised, you get pushed back in position. Exactly. And it depends on how harsh the penalty is or what you do. And, and kind Oh, of... 
I know. So it's quite it is quite complicated. But no, so he took a he took a, a, obviously a far a, a group place that isn't very good in tenth. Not bad, um, but equally he had to rise nine places to win the race. I mean, it was an absolutely unbelievable race from Lewis. Really was fantastic. And afterwards, he tweeted, "You can do anything you put your mind to. This weekend is proof." We fought this battle on the track. I couldn't be more proud of Mercedes and my incredible teammate, Valtteri Bottas, who I couldn't do this without. EU Amo Brazil, which I think means I love you, Brazil. We keep fighting, keep pushing. Can I just say quickly, I'm, my head is still up there with the old penalised thing where you get taken back. And I'm thinking about Tour de France, right? Yes. Imagine if, if you broke a rule in Tour de France, a big crane comes over... Picks up your bike with a person on it, puts you at the back of the race. Can you imagine? They should do that. What in F one? No, Tour de France. Why not F one as well though? Why just why just the? Because F one, it'll be easier to move a car back and make your way in your pit stop, right? Right. And there's not as many cars <laughs> as Tour de France. You know how many bikes are there? You've been there, Lewis. I have. You can't exactly say, "Oh, wait here a minute." So a crane comes in, picks them up, moves them back. That's the way to do it. The only question we have to raise in here, Hope, is the size of the crane has to be quite substantial because mm. most F1, uh, sorry, most Tour de France races are probably about 50 to 100 miles. So. <laughs> right, this could be a flawed plan. And unless you want to create the new Tour de France, which is just one mile, like a one circle mile. Mm. Although, in principle, the idea is fantabitastic. I definitely have got a business mind. I can tell. Um, maybe. The, the way around it would not be to get a massive crane or to change the route of Tour de France, but to actually have multiple cranes on the different parts of the track. But we digress. We digress. I do want to say, in terms of Lewis Hamilton and his car, my dad said, oh, he's got a good car at the minute. He does. Very good car. Very, very good car. The other big news as well, Hope, following off cranes and good cars and, and, and Tour de France, is that there was quite a controversial moment in lap 48. So as you'll know, the other, or as we've spoken about before, the other lead driver for Red Bull is called Max Verstappen. So Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, they're going head to head this season to win the championship. And lap 48 was quite controversial because it looked as if Max actually drove Lewis off the track, like quite literally pushed, not physically pushed him, but forced him in a way that he... I know, that, I know you mean he didn't get his arms out and stop the car and say... Put him up, put him up. And on lap four, there was a fight going on between... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> uh, and then, you know, how funny would that be? No, so what happened was... No, it wouldn't be funny, Lewis, because violence is not funny. No, not funny like that, but it, it's just <laughs> I meant the commentary team. You'd go, all of a sudden, we've got a fight going on. In the of the Lewis, we know what you meant. I was only joking. Don't Lewis. you get panicking now. You're only having a bubble bath with me. What does you're that gonna mean? You're going to try. Oh, you're having a bubble. Having, uh, 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 and that means you're having a... Laugh. Hey, well done. Having a bubble bath, having a laugh. There you go. <laughs> Cockney rhyming slang, sports are dummies for you. But yeah, so Hamilton basically hope was half a car clear of Max Verstappen going back into this turn. And it looked as if Hamilton, I'm sorry, Verstappen basically pushed him off the track. So kind of swerved wide and forced Hamilton off. Um, Mercedes basically saw this with Verstappen as breaking one of the rules. So one of the rules in like motorsport is that you can't basically do maneuvers that will then hinder other drivers. So you can't, you can't basically cheat. Um, and it was quite funny because over the radio, a couple of laps later, they the officials basically announced and noted that they, no investigation was required. They felt that Verstappen didn't cheat, that nothing had happened. 
And Hamilton basically came onto the comms with his team and kind of ironically said, of course, man, of course, as if, you know, as if he was expecting him to get penalised. Post-race, he actually did come out and say, look, I'm not bothered by it. It doesn't bother me. Um, Because he won. Yeah, exactly. But I think had he lost and had that decision come to back to bite him on the bum, it would have been a very different, a very different outcome. But do you know what? It was an amazing race. Um, Fair play to both Lewis and Max Verstappen. I mean, it was literally like head to head, end to end the whole race. And obviously, in the end, Lewis came came out trumps, but it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Do you watch the whole thing? Because it's a lot of laps, isn't it? Yes. So most people do. It doesn't last that long, Hope. You'd be surprised. It actually, How long? About two hours, two and a half hours. It's not as long as you'd expect. <laughs> That's quite long. Well, I know. But some races are longer and shorter than others. Depends on the um, kind of the, the difficulty of the track, the amount of laps. Because not every race, say, is 50 laps. Some might be, you know, the one on the weekend was 71. Others might be 59. Or it depends on where you're racing. Is that one that we mentioned last, well... Bear with me one moment. What series are we on now, too? Yes. Right, it feels like we've been doing this forever. <laughs> on series one, we spoke about a race that happens in the desert. The Dakar Rally. Is that happening soon again? That'll be happening, yeah, it's an annual event, so that'll be happening next year. That'll be 2022. Right, because that, I would watch. There you go. That was cool, the Dakar Rally. And for anyone listening, please go back and listen to series one. I can't remember which episode that was, but it was somewhere in series one. Yeah, we'll just listen to the whole thing and you'll find it. Yeah, there you go. What just- an advice. Okay, Hope, on to sports story number two, where we are going to quickly wrap up the T20 cricket final, which took place on Sunday. Rapparoo. Exactly. We are wrapping a rooing it. That's like Christmas is coming. What, rapparoo? Yeah, because you wrap your presents. You're very good. Or it could be a birthday. could be a birthday. Happy birthday. Ah, Actually, that's a good point. Happy birthday to anyone listening for this week or any of our listeners over the period of November with birthdays. Um... Don't know oh, why Lewis, it's relevant. Get, getting a bit cringe now, Lewis. Honestly, getting a bit, getting a bit cringe. Wow! Imagine getting roasted by your by your coat. That, that is just standard procedure on sports <laughs> dummies. <laughs> Lewis, we just had a little interval, a little break, and Lewis started dissing me because I'm a bit hyper today. With how many coffees have you had, Hope? And then he started <laughs> writing a report about me, my bad behaviours. He's going to send it to Klopp. Report me for caffeine intake. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to get on you. He's. Can gonna you imagine if we met him? I'd probably cry. I'd give him a hug. I've met quite a few Liverpool legends, to be fair. I have. I've done quite well. I, like, I've met, fun. there's a fun story for you. I met Jamie Carragher in um, literally walking through St Pancras Station. There you go. <laughs> Did you say hello? Yeah, I, I, got, I have a photo with him. I, that was about four or five years ago. It was after, it was Saturday night, because obviously you've got Saturday night football, so the 5.30 kickoff. And I was in St Pancras at about nine o'clock. I think it must have been a London game. I can't remember exactly. Anyway, I'm walking, I'm, this is a quick little story before we continue, walking from the toilets to my train. And as I was walking, I saw someone getting a photo with somebody else. And I walked past them and looked at them. And you know when you, re- you see someone and you know who it is and your brain doesn't mm. engage? That I happens past- when people see me in the street. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Miss Carragher. And, and I, as, I walked, as I walked past him, I went, oh, my days, it's Jamie Carragher. No way. So I turned around and he walked off by that point. So I chased after him. Jamie, Jamie, I called. Turned around, he said, can I have a photo? He went, course, mate. Got a photo, walked off. There you go. Fun little fact. Hey, I mean, I'm acting like I'm buzzing for you, but I have no idea who you're talking about. But yay! Jamie Carragher, the guy that's like the scouser that does, you know, the guy that has the rivalry with Gary Neville. That He's the man that, you know. Oh, and... it's the old geezer. Yeah, he's. Not, a... the one, not the one with the teeth, the one with the black hair. <laughs> 
I mean, he does have teeth and hair. <laughs> no, but the, wait, the wait, one wait. with the one with the white hair's got proper. I think he's got veneers. They're right white. The one with white hair. Who are you? Who are you? I, you know what we'll do afterwards. You go look up Jamie Carragher, and you know who I'm talking. All right, about. all right. That's the best way of good. I've got some homework to do this time. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, so coming back to this point of the story, we are talking about the cricket hope. So Australia have won the T20 for the first time in 14 years, and currently both Australia men and women now hold the T20 trophy at the same time. Well done, Mike. I know, they're, they're doing well, mate. So my family out in Oz will be absolutely buzzing. New, so they played New Zealand, hopes obviously a bit of a rivalry there, Australia, New Zealand. And mm. New Zealand have now lost their second straight global limited overs final. It's very complicated to say. But basically, they lost the final against England, which you may or may not remember back in 2019, we beat them in the World Cup. Um, very controversial day. It was on the set. Actually, very fun video for anyone listening that doesn't know. There's a great video on YouTube you can look up because the World Cup final was on the same day as Wimbledon final. So there's a video cutting between, um, I think it was Djokovic and the, the the cricket final and showing the highlights of both games at the same time and what was happening because the World Cup final was really controversial and we won't go into detail about that. But anyway, New Zealand basically have lost another major final and I'm sure they'll be absolutely gutted. So New Zealand are, are well known for their rugby. Yes. Is that about it? Oh, to be fair, I hope they're good at cricket. Obviously, they've made two finals. So, you know, you, you can't be a bad side to make it to both finals. Both They are. Their main sports really are cricket and rugby. I mean, they're obviously not bad at athletics. Football, they don't really take part in. But it's a bit like Oz. You know, Oz's main sport is kind of cricket, rugby, uh, AFL, which is Aussie rules football. I mean, not that doesn't obviously come internationally. But um, but yeah, those those two in particular, rugby and cricket for them are kind of their main two sports. But it was an absolutely brilliant game of cricket. It wasn't... It wasn't the most thrilling final, you would say. It wasn't like a really high, kind of high class, uh, you know. It didn't get your heart pulsing, is what I'd say. It wasn't a heart racer. But it was, a, it was a steady final, and it was quite a good watch. So New Zealand, actually, in truth, hope, in the opening. So obviously in cricket, you bat and you bowl. So you bat once and you bowl once. So New Zealand batted first, and it was very, very slow. To the point where uh, I, was with, I was with some family friends, and the granddad... Um, I'd fallen asleep because it was that boring. So it kind of that kind of summarizes. It wasn't the most entertaining, thrilling half. Um, but at the halfway point, so that was the tenth over. So a T twenty hope means twenty overs. So you have twenty overs and batting and twenty overs of bowling. By the tw- by the tenth over, so the halfway point, they had fifty seven runs for one wicket. So basically, it was shocking. I mean, they were absolutely awful. Um, and between the fourth and ninth over, so that is. That, that's a lot of balls being being um, bowled. They went 32 balls without a boundary, which means that Ooh. they didn't score off. Yeah, they didn't score a four or a six once. It was like they got a one and a two and none and then none. It's like a one. dentist. <laughs> yeah, it's like the numbers. That, yeah. <laughs> I don't like cricket. Don't you? I love it. Hey. That was quite good. Um, but yeah, basically, Hope, in the end, Australia came back and won. So... Uh, New Zealand, to be fair, they did well. Their their captain, who was called Kane Williamson, he did brilliantly. He was absolutely sublime despite their loss. He actually scored 85 runs for 48 balls. So despite New Zealand losing in the final, he was kind of the standout man for them. And the irony is that the other New Zealand batters only got 78 runs from 73 balls. So he outbatted all of them on his own, which is which is like an amazing achievement. I'm going to be totally honest with you, Lewis. A lot of what you're saying, I don't understand anything. 
I think we need to have a cricket episode because I'm not understanding any of these rules. Okay, well, this is important then, Hope, because we can do a mini... Why don't, at some point, we'll do a mini episode inserted somewhere of like a 10-minute snippet of what's going on because the Ashes are actually upcoming, which we're going to briefly talk about in a minute. So the Ashes are where England play Australia. That's a huge, huge rivalry between both England and Australia. That starts December 8th. So we need to get the episode in before then, before the Ashes start. So you know what's going on when you're watching the cricket. And don't get me wrrong, Hope, Cricket is a complicated sport. It's not easy to crack. And Sounds when, it. Yeah, it is. But I promise you, I promise you, just like football, once you've got it like this, you've got it. It's easy. Australia win the whole thing. Good performance. They played well throughout the tournament. New Zealand, disappointing. Onto the ashes. Done. A granddad fell asleep. There you go. That was the summary of the cricket. <laughs> Story number three this week, Lewis, is... We're talking about a man called Anthony Hoyt Hope. Have you heard anything about this man? No, but what a great name. Well, there you go. So actually even more fun. Hoyt. Hoyt. Fun to say. Yeah. Hoyt. Well, you might like this too. He's actually known as the peddling Picasso. Because? Because. He rides his bike like a creative artist. He does on Strava, which is an, a GPS tracking app. So what he does, Hope, this man called Anthony Hoyt creates images the way he cycles. So imagine right now if you were going on a drive. Ah, yes. So he's, so he's one of those people. So he tracks, he's very, very clever. So I have the app for when I go for a jog. I was going to say run, oh, but yeah, really, yeah, really not a run. <laughs> it's a fast walk with an occasional skip. A light stroll. It's a, it's a, Gingerly stroll. Yes. So, so on the 13th of November, Anthony Hoyt, Mr. Peddling Picasso, rode for eight hours and 27 minutes. He did a 76 ride, a 76 mile ride across London to raise money for November. And he actually created a, a man with a moustache, so a mustachioed man, you could say. And it looks absolutely brilliant. Like it looks properly like a bloke that's got a moustache. Definitely worth checking out for anyone that can look it up. Um, it took three months to plan the route, he said. So it took him ages to plan. And it, because of road closures on the day, it caused a bit of troubles. But actually, he managed to do it in the end. Um, Wait, so the, the route is a shape like a moustache? So, so he literally creates a route of a face and a moustache. As in, on the app, when you see... Ah! It literally looks... So the outline? Yes, it is, it is, it is a wow. face. Wow! Very, very clever. Are you doing Movember? Because you've got a moustache. Yeah, I would be. I'm not this year, though, because I didn't get sponsorship. The reason being is that I have. I, I got to a point where my beard was and my moustache was looking quite neat. And I'd rather grow it out properly and then shave it all off than kind of have it. Because currently it's quite trimmed. Next mm. year, what I'll do is I'll grow it out properly and then I will then shave it. I will sponsor you, and as will everyone who's listening, I'm sure. Especially if you do it where you get the gel and you curl up at the ends. <laughs> and then you can be giving us some sporting knowledge, be like Gary Neville, like... Uh, yes, of course, the sporting news. <laughs> I, I, could, I could absolutely do that. Hope, Mr. Anthony Hoyt actually got his nickname, Peddling Picasso, back in 2016. He actually cycled a route around his hometown in Cheltenham and created this dog, which wasn't didn't really look like a dog, it looked more like a meme. There you go, uh, tying in meme again. <laughs> So yeah, actually, he's done quite a lot of hope aside this thing for November. He's actually cycled a Santa Fe face across the West Midlands. He's done a reindeer head around London. So he's quite a busy man with his cycling. And he actually wanted to raise, his aim is to raise 
£3,295, which is £1 for every man who took his own life last year in, in the UK in 2020. So a really great cause. Um, and a, yeah, really, really powerful, actually. So he's currently, I think he's just shy, for, as at the time of recording, he's just shy of £2,100. So if you can um, if you can go and donate, please absolutely do that. Um, and so we that will is Anthony e- sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you, Lewis. We'll include the link below this video so you can see a direct link there. Yeah, absolutely. And we can also, we'll also post some of his other work he's done. But there you go. So very good of Anthony Hoyt. And I think it's a great way to do Movember because, of course, a lot of people do challenges like downing a pint or going on a run. But actually creating a face for Movember on Strava is very, very clever how he's done that. Um, Yeah, absolutely brilliant cause and an even, yeah, an even better idea. On that last story, which was superbly great, FYI, Lewis really enjoyed hearing about Picasso man um that's the end of the episode it is indeed thank you <laughs> it is thank you everybody for listening I dragged that out a little bit didn't I no though? not at all sometimes you know you've got to build the tension build the hype absolutely it's the end of the episode and a really cool bird just landed outside I think it's a woodpecker Lewis Oh, we've got a woodpecker that lives in my garden back at home. There you go. Oh, I've never seen that. Right. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, But look outside your window. Maybe you'll see a beautiful bird today. I can just see buildings. But hopefully on the other end, you can see something nice. Um, But yes, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do leave it a review. Send us an email or tweet us at dummies underscore sports. Tell us what you think of the episode. Any other news, any sports stories we haven't covered, anything you'd like us to cover in the upcoming weeks. And we'd absolutely love to do that on top of our mini review and summary of cricket as a sport. And if you see news stories of anyone that you think would be a great person for us to interview, tell us, we'll try and get them on. Absolutely. We'll send them an email, drop them a line, see what we can do. But anyway, take care, everybody. Have a good week and peace out. Lewis, love you lots. You too, home. Bye, darling. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye. I was walking down the street Concentrating on truck and right I heard a dark voice beside of me And I looked round in a state of fright Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Casino Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess Aha, in my dentist's office More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.